tenants and owners. Landlords. Landlords and tenants. Yeah. Landlords and tenants, yeah. Are we going to start a revolution, Edmund? We're going to kick the lazy bums out because they didn't pay their rent. Well, the revolution is 1776. You can't collect anything from them. <laughs> that one's are just garbage. We're going to save our energy for 1776. With this big people have been claiming that they can't pay their rent and then they wouldn't. Then the law supported them not getting kicked out because then you put them in the streets. Uh-huh. So that uh, makes you liable to take care of them, right? Well, Shelter. you just basically just, you got freeloaders in your house <laughs> or See? in your property. So. Well, that's why you got freeloaders because the the, the, the the courts back them up. Yeah, and you can't get rid of them unless you have... If you say, well, they haven't paid their rent in so many months, I, I give them a chance to to make good on the, you know, the debt. Mm-hmm. You know, the rent will go up to, you know, $100 a month more so they can pay the back rent. Well, then the judges come back and say, well, you can't charge, charge more than $100 a month more because that was dictated by law that you can't kick them out. It's like, well, don't I get any compensation for that? Mm-hmm. <coughs> well, he was, um, because um, from what I understand is you can, that we were talking about judges because it's one of the things that scared me. I don't know if they're going to side always with, with, with the law or they're going to side the abuses. Yeah, right. I do. So from what I understand, though, is you take the, the, you, they are supposed to pay you, like if they owe you four hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and it's already the fifth of the month. They haven't paid you. You can kick them out with a three-day notice, and he kick, he gives you the order to kick them out plus the four hundred. Well, you have to call the sheriff too. Afterwards, that's after you get your judgment. But yeah, that's why I was wondering, like in your case, I, how long did he he or she stay? It was several months. But did you get them out? Yeah, I went to the court. Well, I had to go twice because the first time the, the judge sided with, I said, I wanted my money. And he said, you can't ask for your money. No, that's so like, they, they got to stay there. So I, went, I made another court. Well, I mean, uh, so I'm, I said, I'm not asking for money. I just went around. He said, okay. So the first time well, you just well, wanted the money. Well, that's, well, you huh? didn't, the first time you wanted the money, you didn't kick, wanted to kick them out. I, you know, at the very uh, least, I, I don't you remember oh. compensation. Well, I mean, who, yeah, who is going to stay? But I, it's like one lawyer told me, it's like, you know, they have this question and answer thing mm-hmm. that you can ask you your questions. Like, the only thing you say, it's like, I want my property back. That's it. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, who's going to stay in a property where they're not welcome? Like, they I do it out of spite. They're just vindictive little trolls. I, I, I couldn't stay somewhere like I know they don't want me. Like I just would feel so uncomfortable. But you had somebody just, you, they knew you, you were kicking them out and they still stayed? Well, they were tenants, regular tenants. They were tenants. Well, tenants, it's like either way. It's like they, I mean, if you were, if they were, um, what do you call it? If they were living in the same, under the same roof in the same home. Yeah. I mean, I would, I'd say, okay, you don't want me here? Fine, I'm that's leaving. That's, like, that's the Christian thing to do. Yeah, that's but, what I'm saying. Know, like... This Christian that I had in my house, she put up, you know, she was digging her heels and kicking and screaming. And she, I had her in there for two years doing that shit. Oh, God. She didn't pay you for two years? She didn't pay me for two years, or at least a year. In this case, you, um, when you went to the judge, when you went to the, you were evicting her, 
you were asking him to kick her out plus pay you the rent back No, I didn't no? want my property back. I mean, it's, he, he said no. And no. That's like, what you so said? We won't find a case because we did this question and answer thing. And that, that was what screwed me up. Like, you know, she was asking, why is this? Where's this? And I was like, well, it's like, hey, I just want my property back. It's like, you did tell the judge that. That's yeah. all you said. And that's what a lawyer told you to say? Yeah, but you don't answer these the question and answer thing. Mm -hmm. They said, oh, you can ask questions or something like that. It's like, I wouldn't answer any questions. Mm -hmm. I mean, unless the, or the court or the judge orders you to, mm -hmm. to say, I want my property back, and that's it. That's all you have to say. Mm -hmm. And any time they ask you questions, I, I just want my property back. So when they went into the questioning thing, that's when they went into a tangent. That's where they got you. They went yeah, for something else. Something else you know, <laughs> came up. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they're prying for to find something else so they could stay. Yeah, I think that's what it is, huh? Well, yeah, in this case, left, yeah. leftist judges. I think in fight. this case, it was not yeah. to the judge because he could have said, you know, the leftist judge, like, say he tried to make you into something manipulate else. it. Yeah, yeah, made, well, anything you say can will be used against you. <laughs> like, so you, so you just, after he sided with her, how long did she stay in your house for more? I don't know if she stayed. It was, it was several months later that she finally, okay. She left on her own? Yeah. I, I said, if you have this, she was doing this thing with property, you know, something like, um, what do they call it? Uh, like uh, when they take it back or you sell it at a short uh, sale, something like that. Yeah. She, this group was going to go in there. If you find this property of lesser value, you offer this price, and then we come in. You don't even have to do it. They come in with the money, and they basically put it up to buy the property. Or what's that? Um, when they take and, a, and the they property. turn around and sell it again? Yeah, they sell it at a higher price. Yeah, like, so you right get your, away. So you get your cut. You get your cut. But, you know, this guy was supposedly going to move to, she said, like Indiana, St. Louis, or something like that. And I saw that she had that. Uh, a slip of paper where their address was, and it was in St. Louis. It wasn't where she said she was going. Mm. I was like, well, you can move to Arizona and you know do your business there. And like, the, the guy offered you like, so she just finally just gave up, I guess. Until she came back, what a, a year ago or so. But I don't know if she's even in this area anymore. I haven't seen her in a long time. So, you know, she can use. Well, she might have moved up north because she had property up there. She owned property up there? Yeah. It's not, I mean, it has a, a, a container on it, but there's another group, another hill over. They're a, a, an SDA group. They have some property up there. She might, she might have horned her way in there. Is she, is she collecting some kind of a... Oh, she's um, SSI. How old is she now, I think? 65, I think. Wow. So she's collecting Social Security, huh? Yeah, she's collected. She, well, she's collected it since she was like in her 40s, probably. And she was doing this to you when she was in her 50s? Yeah. That's like really mature. She's like, I'm staying here. You can't even have anybody. I gave her a, a, you know, a three day notice. Like, hey, it's like, you know, we're not getting along. It's time for you to leave. <clears throat> Any other Christian would just say, hey, okay, fine, I'll leave. Yeah. But she had to. Poke the bears, so to speak. I'm 50 years old. I'm not going nowhere. Well, she was more like 60, but you know. <laughs> that's, that's so good. I feel justified in staying here. Like, 
You're going to stay here once you hate your guts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you make yourself up. Tell you what I was saying, I, I, I couldn't feel comfortable. That's like, if, what is that? Uh, should be the, the reason more people lose their salvation than gain it. Yeah. <laughs> when we went to the court, there was a lady we had taken uh, Hebrew at the church. <laughs> this was the, like the Spanish interpreter. I was like, boy, this is really looking good. <laughs> Where was this at? At the courthouse, county oh. courthouse. Or what? Some other group? You mean? Or? No, this is. They have an interpreter there. So the lady spoke Hebrew. We took a Hebrew class at a church. Well, she okay. speaks Spanish and was the interpreter in the court. Oh, okay. That's oh. like. <laughs> she spoke Hebrew too, obviously. Yeah. Well, she was taking Hebrew. I don't know. I, I mean, I she spoke some of it by the end of it, but it was a pretty long course. It was like eighteen weeks or something. It was how long? Three months. About three months more. I mean, it went on for a long time because we used this god-awful book from some other, <laughs> this guy that probably never spoke Hebrew in his life. As <laughs> well, it's a linguistic, a linguistic expert wrote a book on how to speak Hebrew. Yeah. <laughs> well, he understood he just didn't speak it. Well, he used, you know, a linguistics you know, background to be like symbols and you know, the way, you, oh, it's like, why don't you just go to Israel and learn how to speak Hebrew first, <laughs> and then come back and write your book. But it was some book out of a, a Jesuit college. I think it was out of Notre Dame. Is it right? That's a Jesuit college? Yeah, oh, Notre I Dame. I know it's Catholic, but... Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, it's... I guess... I, oh, I guess not all Jesuits are Catholic, or not all Catholics are Jesuits. <laughs> not all Catholics are Jesuits. What are they? <laughs> are they? Have you ever read the Jesuit Oath of Induction? Um, White had that um, in his books. Who? I think it kind of, who? This guy, Lou White, he wrote this book, uh, Fossilized Customs, and he had that in there. And I don't remember word for it, but it was ugly. Pretty yeah, bloody. it was like a horror story. In Pretty there. bloody. <laughs> yeah, it is. And uh, I mean, people just don't care. They don't care. Well, the same oath is in the Masonic. Yeah. Is it? Oh, you know, oath of induction there? Uh, yeah, it's about the same. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny because these two oaths are real similar to the, the um, homosexual manifesto, what they write in there. Like, it's I didn't know they had a manifesto. I know they had men, but not <laughs> Yeah, um, just funny how some of them are. Oh, you mean the, uh, what do you call that? The political manifesto of the group? Because I know that the LGBTQ, blah, 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 have a manifesto politically, but. Mm -hmm. yeah, the homosexuals. Uh, I know the men, gay homosexuals, have a manifesto. I was hearing the radio station, they're reading from it, and then mm. in that they're just saying some crazy shit like... Well, it's more of a homosexual manifesto for political action. Like uh, ACT UP, and I think there's... Mm -hmm. That's the famous one, is ACT UP. Yeah, ACT UP. Well, now they've kind of morphed into... Yeah, they've morphed into other... 
I, I thought Brad would show up by now, unless they're they're on a tear at the. So where's all oh, the Christians that. and good people writing manifestos? You know that like. Well, it shows that they're organized in some sense. What do they call that in the church? Um, oh, it's the little blurb in the front, like. You know, we, we, Where? In front of the church? Well, like in the, the like the bulletin. Oh yeah. Oh, we're gonna be lifelong, you know, believers in Christ and promote the faith. That that little saying. Mm -hmm. It's like a business model, kind of. They okay. use it after. But yeah. yeah. But as far as, I mean, I guess if if you actually look for one, there probably has one for the church too. But it's usually they'll put one in the front, like a bulletin, yeah, like a, a little blurb, and then the, you know, the actual one is like this long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like pendants, yeah. I've seen like uh, messianic, the messianic Jews are tenants, but uh, yeah, you don't see very often like churches. Well, everybody has to have their little spiel that they put on in the beginning to tell you what they're they're about. Like I say, that they only print this much, but then, you know, if they have anything more like a manifesto or tenets, yeah. well, the church religiously has, you know, doctrines and, you know, tenets and different beliefs. Mm -hmm. But it's mostly, mostly, I'd say, if not all of them support a biblical background, you know, for the belief it's not just you know, something pulled out of a hat. Yeah, it's a long time ago, usually. So I guess you, how do you like those peaches, man? Nice. I told Rick, I told Rick, I'm going to eat all these. Rick said, no, you're not, dude, we got hundreds of peaches. I should have brought some to the church. I well, killed I, them all. I should have. Uh, <laughs> you killed them all? You ate them all? I, I didn't mean to. Well, well, I, I told him, it's like, as soon as they start to ripen, you just have to run out with a bucket and just start loading buckets up yeah. and put them in cold storage because, I mean, they just, they fall by the, you know. Did, did, did you plant those? I planted the peach tree, yeah. How long? It's about 20 years old at least. Oh, you, oh that long ago, huh? Yeah. And it, it's, uh, it's 20 years old, but it's uh, really youthful. Oh. So you've been able to maybe clean up the forest. I'll say it's a little bit maybe less than that, but it, yeah, it's pretty yeah, close. So. Oh, yeah, but it was loaded with uh, peaches I this year. I felt bad oh, that yeah. I ate all the peaches. I mean, so I not as many as years before, but... You, were man you managed to eat them, eat them all? Yeah, it's kind of hard. I, I felt bad. You know, so I, I cut it yard. back, so I, maybe that's why. Yeah, I bought us a pizza the other day, You're too, supposed to trim them back anyway, so the, the new growth, the new peaches come on. I don't mean to. I just... Yeah, I well, what else you don't need a tan, you just eat peaches else? and you'll turn orange. <laughs> aloe vera. I got, a, I got a bad sunburn, so I took his aloe vera plant, so I was rubbing it on my... He also has like something that's mixed with peach and um, it's harder. Nectarine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, well, it's, it's, it's all the stuff hanging over from the neighbor. Yeah, right? from the neighbor. That's, but that's that's like blended. That's not sweet. Yeah, it's not as sweet, but I, I like nectarine and stuff. Yeah, it's a, I like it as they're a, a little more firm. Yeah. And there's well, we, there's two other fruit on there, but they're like little golf ball things. I mean, yeah. they're harder to rock, but they're not ripe. Yeah. I don't know when the things get ripe. I was gonna so squeeze them. So that was your lunch dinner. <laughs> but those are <laughs> in the middle. Like, I'm good. just gonna whack, you know, cut those off. You know what they were, huh? I don't even know what they are. It's like much less to eat them. <laughs> mm -hmm.
But he, ha he has a peach tree, but yeah, I think it's a... You just cut it in store, too? Yeah. It yeah, hangs yeah, over a little bit. Just cut in. But it's, it a, it's a firmer fruit. It dries um, off real fast. I think mine is, what is that, three something or You have aloe vera? Yeah, well, that's what he gave me a little plant. Freeborn yeah. or something like that? Or, I didn't know or something, something or other? Yeah, yeah. cut them open and break them open. What's the what's a peach name? A variety, you mean? Variety. King peaches. You don't know either? No. <laughs> yeah, I have a phone right there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> I think it's a freestone. What are the variety of peaches in America? God is so unchanging that it could not spare even the Son of God without condemning him to death. If the law could have been changed, then why did Jesus have to die in such a flimsy, for such a flimsy law? Who, who wrote that? I don't know. They didn't, they didn't cite a, a writing. Someone's opinion. I guess so. It's a good I'm opinion. Not... Makes sense. It's dialectic. Well, I've heard it said before, so I think he's loosely quoting it. <laughs> yeah. Well, if God's law can be changed and we're not under it, why does it say obey the law elsewhere in the New Testament? Well, if, if God, you know, if, if Satan is so condemned already, why did not God, I think that one's been asked too. Why didn't God just go? <laughs> no, I think there's more. Snap them out, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I think there's more to it than we were getting because it just doesn't make sense. None of it. <laughs> well, I know it's to show God's power over Satan, but it's like, well, you have to kill your son? <laughs> like, <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, God killed his own son. She loved but, you know, like, he came in half, and he walked in the room. Hey, God, I'm back. Hey, son, how was it? It was good. Then I died, but I'm home. <laughs> a little rough, you know, but hey, man, it's a rough neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I was like, how horrible to see your son die. You know? It's like, oh, my son died. Oh, there you are. How have you been? <laughs> most, most Christians, like, uh, they say, oh, well, if I had to be martyred, I would, I would be martyred. It's like, um, I hate to tell you that. That's sort of like the main story that's going to go happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're not going to be saying that when it's happening. Mm -hmm. I mean, it may, may or may not come to pass, but it's like, yeah, we're pretty much going to be martyrs. I mean, chop <laughs> your hands off. Especially at the end, the closing, the closing of history. Coming up. Yeah. Stay tuned. No, but I think that Christians are going to be fine. It's just that the real believers are going to be martyred. Like, the whole mainstream church is like, oh, yeah, it's not so bad. But, you know, the real believers who actually, you know, keep the law, keep the Sabbath. You know, because all these Christians keep Sunday, you know, they're going to be fine. Right? I don't know. You mean the real believers will be killed? Yeah. Well, it's, it's I thought it was the other way around. Like, the non-believers will be... 
the real, the about the, the real the, ones will be protected. The persecution at the end. It's going to get everybody out. <laughs> I think uh, a lot of them, I don't know if everyone, but a lot of them probably would be. Yeah, well, if you're not the... Not the 144,000. You're not in the church of Satan, I mean, <laughs> I guess they... <laughs> Yeah, I was watching some videos on those uh, Satanists just to get a better understanding. And um, in uh, the Satanic Bible, it says that the birthday is one of the most important of their holidays. And what well, was it, the most important birthday holiday? December 25th. Yeah. Uh, that people would want to hear that, man. Like, no. No, you're saying, my, it's like if, I, if, I cel if you celebrate your own birthday... That's the highest. <laughs> well, yeah, the birthday in general. Well, if you yeah. celebrate, your, it's the highest way. Well, it's, a, it's one of your, uh, I don't know what it's like. Well, I mean, the Satanists put a lot of emphasis and a lot of credence on the, the birthday in general. And it's, yeah. So it's, uh, I guess it's translating, you know, celebrating Tammuz's birthday. Yeah. I'll look it up. Like, why do Satanists love the birthday so much? Like, why is it so important to them? Yeah. I know that... The, Jewish people, they don't celebrate birthdays, or supposedly they didn't in the past. Yeah, they definitely didn't. Maybe, the, you know, if you're living in America, they do everything, so it's like, yeah. <laughs> you, got, you got your Hanukkah bush up? <laughs> your what? Your Hanukkah bush. Oh. <laughs> uh, <but laughs> it's like, you know, what do they do? They get a Christmas tree and just cut the top off and make it round? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, everything, everything. And set it on fire. <laughs> Burning. Well, that's what the homeless do. <laughs> I gotta cook my hot dogs. Oh, shoot. The house went out. Yeah. I think that's what happened at Grower's Hall. I mean, Grower's uh, Marketplace over on Wilson Way. Oh, yeah? That yeah. got hit again? No, it was on fire. Uh, well, they burned. They had, what is it? Um, the bar that was on, along Wilson? That burned several years ago. But the backside of that. The, the market in the back? The market in the back. Well, the ones that close to the tracks, the ones that's close to the street is okay, but yeah. the one all for a while, yeah, for a good size of it. And I'm thinking that maybe some homeless guy was on the side of the tracks and probably, uh, you know, they set fires. Look what they do to the subways here. Subway? Saying, yeah. Subways? We have a subway? I mean the, the underpass. Oh, yeah, underpasses. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, all those burn marks on the walls. Oh, you yeah. ever take notice of that? Yeah, I'm, well, I'm distracted by the shopping carts and the tents. <laughs> when you go down the uh, the subterranean part, yeah, it's like they're living on the the ledges up there. It's oh like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, all their shit's falling down. The one over the on uh, <laughs> it's uh, it, March it, Lane near West Lane, uh, that underpass. Oh yeah. It, you look at the walls; it is burnt marks. Yeah, the burnt marks and well, that, was it Hammer Lane? They had those. Little, they had like those little planter things oh yeah that was like their that was like the penthouse suite it's like they're all planted uh, yeah yeah they've cut down the trees and you know there's no shrubs in there anymore mm. they, they just butchered since, they, since when do they do anything positive well i always said if i was homeless <laughs> right? i'd live in a shrub well, they, they don't plant green things on the side of the levee that they just dug through I mean. right. <laughs> it all turns they have positive thoughts yeah. Which we don't see, but... Yeah, intentions are good. <laughs> they just turned out bad. It's misunderstood. Yeah. I forgot to tell him. It's like, you can eat the hot dog cold. It's already been cooked. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Uh. <laughs>
but we want to be have some semblance of uh, humanity, so we have to cook things. Yeah. Unfortunately, it it cooks half the city. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one little hot dog. <laughs> yeah. Well, the railroad tracks. I think if you catch those things on fire, they're um, they're creosote or something. Yeah, fire retardant. Well, it's basically well, it's not fire retardant. It's actually soaked in oil. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> like, um, what is that? The, the railroad ties. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, train derailed after a short fire. <laughs> you know, I don't know if it's the city fathers. They're studying it. Like they've been studying it for the last ten years or yeah. more. It's like I think we ought to do something. <laughs> well, we have Better to figure it out. Well, I I always propose that they build awnings. You know, solar awnings, like a solar farm. You know, make them, you know, like, I don't know, let's see, what's a good height? 13, 14 feet high? At least so when they do set thing on fire, it won't catch someone. Because yeah. <laughs> somebody said, well, they'll probably climb the pole and strip the wires out. Yeah. They're already stripping the wires out yeah. of the uh, Tesla charging stations. I mean, they can do right? anything. Right? You tell me that, Garmon? Yeah. Yeah, they're just like. Yeah. <laughs> right, they're starting to spring up here in town. Yeah, there's a few. Well, there's not been a a large scale power station. It's like a, well, around here it's hotels, motels. Uh, I think uh, Walmart has a something going in. They put some charging stations out there. But I saw some at UOP. Yeah, I, I mean, charges. like they don't have one. Like there's one in, off of um, in Kettleman City. Of course, it's a tourist, you know, corridor. It's a, basically it's just all chargers. There's there's no business there. Across the street may be In and Out Burger, but <laughs> I don't know if anybody knows this, but electromagnetic frequency is really bad for the health. Why do you say that? <laughs> Putting up all these, yeah, it's just it's not good. <laughs> you can act like a robot. Can we have some more? <laughs> It's uh, bad for the junk. Like there's this guy who said uh, the male fertility rate has been dropping since the 30s when I started keeping track. And a lot of that has to do with all the EMF. This is even well, it has uh, EMF and it has a lot to do with the diet. Because uh, you're, what do you call it, insecticides and all the stuff that they spray it, <laughs> spray it with? That's why everything says it causes cancer. Oh man, I had some hair stuff, some hair grease. It had a cancer warning label on the hair. I was like, what? <laughs> it's olive oil hair grease. It was insane. Hair grease? Why would you have hair grease? Well, I put grease in my hair. Not today, but you know. <laughs> I don't use hairspray gel. It's mousse. Mousse. What, what that other stuff? Um, pomade is good. That's yeah. pretty natural. I use beeswax and pomade. Yeah, it's, uh, it causes cancers. You, you can look like Max Headroom. I think almost everything causes cancer. <laughs> yeah, dude, everything insane. <laughs> so um, what cancer-causing stuff is is carcinogenic, which is another term for mutagenic, causing mutations. And um, homosexuality and transgender is because of genetic mutations at birth. And people are not putting this together. They're like, it's a natural course of events. 
So when they say there's something in the water near San Francisco, it's actually true. <laughs> San Francisco has good water. Uh, oh, my stepmother, where she lives, uh, I drink the tap water. Is it good? Yeah. Oh, boy, it comes from Hetch Hetchy, Yosemite oh, yeah. National oh, Park. Yeah, right. that's, the, that's the best water. But yeah, it tastes I, good. Too. I like, we don't get that down in Santa so Clara. What, 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 what do we get, though? We got the with the flushings. They will naturally The water didn't taste bad, but I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. That's what they say. It's a natural taste. When you're eating mutagenic food, you have mutations. It's up there, 280. So maybe some of maybe that's why nobody maybe some of the I don't that's in San Jose area, right? Because yeah, of the it's, it's down yeah, the, it's not because the peninsula the from San Francisco. Yeah, it is the gate. So it's on two eighty, it's like so there go, there's like and these guys are being born like, with female hormones, you know. It's close to So you got a male body with female hormones, a, they're gonna want to come out of wilds. Right. And they consider it part of the it's crazy what do you and this is simple water stuff supply. and overall. So it's not their fault, so they want, but they don't know about it either. Yeah, it's like, exactly. Well, it's not their fault that they were born. Usually they'll do something like uh, they don't Black Roman. You can have an electric motor, uh-huh. yeah, or you can have a rowboat, but you can't have any motorized internal combustion. And the thing man, it's not even like hard yeah. to understand. You know, it's super easy, like, duh, you know, like, just I heard obviously. That you couldn't well, even the thing is, go the out media is going to tell you about it. Yeah, exactly. The media is big fence around they, they or something. They all listen to the media. Yeah. What do they call it when they have a, a water uh, a watershed? Unless, unless... You know, because that's... If I, I mean, it's Santa Cruz I guess it would be a watershed. All yeah. these things that I know about. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, or is it like Lake Vasona? Uh, but if I watch TV, I would not know. That's another one that's down there by That's what a lot of people are doing. The large water They don't know the water, and they think, no, you're just paranoid. Uh, it's bad because if, if we keep going at this pace, the world's going to come to an end. I mean, we can't, it's unsustainable, right? You guys agree? Mm-hmm. You know, so, they, 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 so the people in Europe, they don't believe in like depopulation, things going on, the vaccine. But I'm telling them that the elites say Bill Gates are openly having conversations about overpopulation. Yeah. You know, so. What the fuck do you think is going to happen? Like, well, you, you, you have to um, say he's on YouTube and, you know, say it's a TED Talk or whatever. You have yeah. to give him a, you have to give him a, a, you know, just take your phone out. Like, it's right here. Yeah. Name, right? This is the connection. I can send you the link and yeah. you can listen to him. It's like, why would you have a vaccine to save people? On the other hand, they're saying depopulation. Yeah. You don't, it's kind of like horizontally opposed meanings here. It's like. It's either one or the other, not both. <laughs> yeah, like, they are literally saying that it is unsustainable, which I agree and disagree because I think we can fit more people, but the way we're using resources is unsustainable. Well, we're trying to shove them all in populated areas. It's like nobody wants to go out and live in well, the desert of Nevada. Well, that's an excuse to be able to control them if they're all congested in, in certain populated yeah. areas yeah. instead of rural, rural folk. You know, instead of, we, you know, they had, what is it? Um, when they took the water from uh, for LA down in uh, what is that valley? Owens Valley. Oh yeah. They, and, and, and I don't know how they that, Mono Lake or whatever too. Mono Lake. They tapped that one too, but I think they were tapping the inlets. So they basically have these dams on these, you know, say like the end of the river. Anything comes in there goes shoots down a tube somewhere else. Instead yeah. of that's why you can't. A lot of those places you can't build new housing because. Uh, they don't want the houses to take the water. They want it to go to L.A. <laughs> well, that there used to be a lake 
There was there was a pool lake in Owens Valley, you know Owens Valley Lake. I mean, it was almost like an inland ocean. Uh, yeah. And they had to, they had a or um, a mine up there in the hills above um, um, above the valley. I would say they did uh, silver and yeah. Uh, silver I, and I, 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 some guy from work lived uh, right down there. When I uh, he used to uh, every summer he used to work at the cannery, yeah. but he lived there. On one side he's uh, there's a dry lake. Yeah. It's not the big, big ocean lake they had before, but it's a dry lake. Yeah. And on the other side, up in the mountains, they, they have mining. Yeah. Uh, Keeler. Keeler, yeah. That's the yeah. name of the town. There's, yeah. it's, there's nothing there but a, a post office yeah. uh, a uh, mailbox. That's it. There's a few little, like, this guy has the mine that actually built L.A. and most of California is called El Cerro Gordo. Uh -huh. It's above Keeler, about eight miles. And they mined silver and lead, and maybe some gold too. But the, the it's called what is it? I don't remember what the name of the ore is, but it's really kind of bizarre. But they they shipped all the bullion down into L.A. But the guy said he went through the tailings. It's like if they had actually, you know, smelted it correctly, they would have gotten about double of what they've got. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mm. they lost about a quarter to half of what they in the tailings because they didn't uh, process it right. Hmm. But it, he's trying. It's, it's he's got a YouTube channel. It's uh, Cerro Gordo. It's um, they had a fire up there. The guys that owned it before, you know, rewired this you know 18th century you know hotel with with power. It's like, and it was just. You know, sketchy. You know how they did, did the wiring back then. And then you have rats and stuff get in there and they chew on the wires. I think that's what happened. The rats get electrocuted when they chew on wires. So I'm always hearing about that. Well, they have to bring the wires together somehow. So I guess either, either that is a really lucky rat. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what's that? <laughs> but I think what it, well, they're thinking of two things that are going to make up. They've been proposing type, uh, pipelines. One is a freshwater pipeline from the uh, Mississippi or the Great Lakes and kind of you know, skirted over around through other lakes and rivers mm -hmm. to put into uh, Lake Mead. They dump it in the Colorado somehow, and then I think they're also going to get a. They're trying to get a, a pipeline built to pump seawater into the, the Great Salt Lake in Utah. <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, wait a minute, seawater in there? Yeah, why would? I was like, well, what's the purpose of that? Well, they don't want to put fresh water in it, I guess. And I oh, just to keep the level up, you mean? Yeah, to get the level up, and because it's, it's, you know. Dry. I mean, the, the Great Salt Lake is. The Great Salt Lake is. Well, they can oh. mine some salt while it's dried oh, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take advantage of the moment. Yeah, you can get out there with a dump truck. <clears throat> but there, there's so much. Of, the water is just evaporated to nothing, and then we're, we're you know draining off what we can out of it. <laughs> The big deal is that all these oh, YouTubers the are doing uh, stories on yeah. Lake Mead because uh, mm -hmm. it's half of what it. Have you taken the bus from Should be. Or 
Oh, already, huh? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's enough water is here. It on so this this side of the, the thing is boulder dam or uh, uh, upstream? It's good, upstream. but you end up so tired. Yeah, no, it's hard. Dead <laughs> tired. It's not retained. It's so no. hot. But, but there's hot. two other dams. Like the does, yeah, yeah. When you're tired, they're holding back some water, they're, too. They're holding their back, so it's not, it's not getting down to where yeah. you need yeah. You get mad easily. So those are the two so I don't know how El Las Vegas got it done, but they they have they so call them straws or you know, intake. Week, yeah. One's at this level and there's one here. Going anywhere one else, here. or you mostly then stay in the house? Vegas had one put at the bottom, basically. Of Lake Mead or one Lake Mead. In the house, so you can walk around. Well, what do you do? What you do only do? get a certain percentage of the, the water. Mark Mile. How can yeah, you put a straw at the bottom? So it, 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 it didn't um, snow enough in the Rocky Mountains to... I guess they've had really... They usually been, get pretty good snow over there. Mm -hmm. They said this has been going on for 20 years. Wow. That's pretty hot, though. <laughs> I think the last... Because they have... Yeah. I think it's Hemingway Harbor. It's a marina in um, Lake Mead. Yeah. Well, you were going over here. We got the boat ramp. That was bad, man. I put on a barrel and made it better. I think yeah, it's a good day. half a mile. The best time to work is in, in before long 12. I can, from the original, yeah. when it filled Not up in right. the 30s, uh -huh. to down there, it's probably, a, I'd say, a, at least a mile. My mom had a friend. They put these signs up. I think the earliest one they had was like 2016. I went and checked her. Well, that would be 20 years, would it? Probably Monday. No. She's staying so still in somewhere Western in the Ranch, right? About six yeah. years ago. Or yes. 1990s, I think. It's 1989. Yeah, you can take a bus. It was year 2000. It would be <laughs> over 20 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember uh, when I was down in Mexico, we crossed the... Colorado River in Mexico. It's been bone dry for years. It looks like San Joaquin River. Coming out of Stockton. It's all sand. And I don't uh, want to end up. The reason why is. Uh, so tired that you, uh, you get home, you just want to lay Mexico, down, or you know, you're, you're mad uh, because you're tired. There's a diverting canal and it takes it and it throws it to all the so, crops. You know, and nothing, nothing gets things. into the. Then everybody everybody goes into the yeah. I can go oh, okay. a little bit Walmart. further down as the gulf. So what's left? Two and a half hours. They, yeah. they utilize it. Boy, if I they to actually get There's a canal with a lot of water in it. Okay, they always explain it like the water goes all the way to the gulf. And then it's like. It doesn't even get there anymore because no, Mexico takes. Oh, yeah, but I even if I did go went over it three times, and, and there was uh, I didn't have things to do. It was dry. Yeah. I would yeah. probably still take the maybe bus a flash flood or something. I don't know. The, yeah, three times that I would it's have being diverted to crops. Maybe go to a swimming pool. Northern Mexico. Because yeah. <laughs> right now you're spending all your time walking. You have no time to go swimming. He made a comment that how. Yeah, but you can get. Day pass for two the, bucks. The, the climate, it's not the that global much. warming thing, he says it's all fake. <laughs> well, I got a little video here. I want to hear it. You can even get the 31 day pass. Oh, we, we did, uh, they had like the National Geographic thing on the like weather. And they had a chart of all the things. There was a time back, you know, say 500 years ago, that the state of California was in a drought for 100 years. Uh huh. <laughs> it's like so. so this it's nothing new. No, it, it goes in cycles. It's like weather changes. Listen, listen. I am listen. the CEO of the Weather Channel now. 
I was the founder of the Weather Channel, not the co-founder. And I'm glad you did, because I am addicted to the Weather Channel. I love a lot CNN has taken a very strong position on global warming that is that it is a consensus. Well, there is no consensus in science. Science isn't a vote. Science is about facts. And if you get down to the hard, cold facts, uh, there's no question about it. Climate change is not happening. There is no significant man-made global warming now. There hasn't been any in the past, and there's no reason to expect any in the future. There's a whole lot of baloney, and yes, it is. it has become a big political point of the Democratic Party and part of their platform. And I regret Did that change message to the global warming is on my side. Yeah. I don't think we're going to come to the conclusion. Make it stop. Make it stop. He's already dead. That's crazy. Steve Kerr. But he says more. He's actually thin back there. He's kind of bloomed up with the pandemic. We're going to look at Biden's attempt at reviving climate change alarmism and stick him to the very end of the video and I'll reveal what far more sane minds are. Amazing stuff. Gang, you've got to try to soup out. Uh, th there was actually an alternative argument to global because warming. Because he was, um, the fellow that was lecturing Snell there, there by a, name, a guy by the name the of John oceans would rise quite a bit if there were. the yeah. Weather Channel. And obviously he doesn't buy all this apocalyptic alarmism that's being peddled as we speak by the Biden disinformation. Wait until he comes back on. Here is a little more from that SmackDown interview. Science is on my side. I don't think we're going to come to a conclusion about the topic right here. What I do want well, to know is when you see... I know we're not, because you wouldn't allow it to happen on CNN. Mm. But I'm happy well, that I got on the air and got a chance to talk to your, uh, to your viewers. <laughs> Hello, everybody. What there I is do, no global warming. What I do wonder is when you see the government, when you see NASA, when you see other institutions say that 97% of climate listen, scientists listen. agree... Do you think they're making it up? I, I, what I don't understand is how you well, swear that. Well, that's a manipulated that. figure, and let me explain it to you. Uh, the the uh, government puts out about two and a half billion dollars directly for climate research every year. It only gives that money to scientists who will produce scientific results that support the global warming hypothesis of the Democrat Party of position. Oh, really? So <laughs> they don't have any choice. If you're going to get the money you got to support their position. Therefore, 97% of the scientific reports published support global warming. Why? Because those are the ones the government pays for, and that's where the money is. It's real simple, but that doesn't mean it's right. That doesn't make it true. That only makes it bought and paid for. The money goes in circles. I'm not a scientist. I'm not going to try to refute you well, on the facts. Well, that's the truth. So <laughs> stand back from this, from this issue and let the two sides be on the air. Wow, I mean, that was like driving slowly past a massive car wreck, and you just can't help but look and say, I'm glad that ain't me. I mean, now, unfortunately, um, the Biden administration, in the midst of his weirdly informing us he has cancer, present tense, uh, as you probably heard, as Tucker Carlson put it, he doesn't have cancer, he has dementia. But leaving that aside, the Biden administration is once again empowering the three-lettered administrative state by bypassing Congress, you know, a little thing we call democracy, Congress, right? <laughs> He's imposing this leftist, imperialist, environmentalist policies um, that are reflective of this democratic-obsessed climate change. He stopped short 
of declaring an emergency order, but what are words, you know, when you're bypassing democracy in order to protect it. Do you believe Biden's executive order is going to make any substantive difference? I mean, they never do, right? Uh, you know the Paris Accords, right? Danish statistician Bjorn Lomborg has pointed out that even if we did absolutely everything that the Paris Accord requires of us, every single thing required, all of that effort would amount to a reduction of temperature by the end of the century to no more than about 0.5 degrees Celsius. I mean, said, think about that. The paper said 0 0.05. He misread it. Spent all the trillions of <laughs> dollars the that the that's Paris that's Accord requires yeah. of us. <laughs> all the trillions. The total temperature reduction by the end of the century would be little more than 0 0.5 degrees Celsius. That's about 0 0.8 percent or degrees Fahrenheit. It's absolutely absurd. In fact, what I really like about Bjorn Lomborg's research is he takes the very data that the environmentalist radicals constantly appeal to, like the founder of the uh, Weather Channel and what he did, and he shows a whole other way of interpreting the data. So for example, he notes that rises in temperature uh, that global warming activists are so apocalyptic about, he notes that warming temperatures could actually save more than 1.3 million lives a year. And that's, of course, because people would be yeah, spared early cold-related <laughs> deaths than would be at risk from heat-related deaths. So we could certainly address the environment in a far more realistic way, but without all the apocalyptic alarmist hysteria that we see coming from the likes of radical left-wing activists like Greta Thunberg, or in this case, Joe Biden, when he's actually cognitive. Again, the absurd hypocrisy to all this can be seen from the fact that 20 years ago, after the Kyoto Treaty was signed by all these countries. Since then, emissions are still going up. And of course, it's because this is all a show. It's all mm -hmm. a big show by a bunch of really bad and cheap actors. Think about it, every month we're told that the oceans are rising, they're rising, 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 and soon they're gonna be covering more and more coastal lands throughout the world. But then ask yourself, where do virtually all of our liberal elites, the very alarmists, that warn us about climate change, where do our liberal elites primarily live. live? Well, they disproportionately live on our coasts, particularly our cosmopolitan <laughs> coastal urban center. Down in New Jersey. <laughs> do you know whose house this is? That's Barack Obama's house, right on Martha's Vineyard. Really? I mean, this is the same Barack Obama nice. who, while president, constantly warned us of dangers of rising sea levels. Yeah, that guy. Interesting how that guy would end up purchasing a $12 million estate, well, what do you know, right by the sea. But the truth is, he's just one countless coastal liberal elites that lecture the rest of us on how we need to change our lives and lifestyles to fit their climate agenda. Like Al Gore, who travels the world on his private jet, warning us about the apocalyptic dangers of carbon emissions, all the while emitting far more carbon than the people he's lecturing to. Instead of listening to partisan hacks and coastal elites like this, Bjorn Lomberg suggests that the US, the EU, and the UN should instead encourage research into green energy. And that's the key here, good old-fashioned research. Don't mandate the use of green energy because we're blatantly not there yet. The technology is nowhere near the level of replacing fossil fuels. Just try to travel across the country in your Tesla. Or just ask Sri Lanka to be widely recognized that their organic extremism contributed to their economic collapse. Instead, oh, 
replace your meaningless mandates with good old-fashioned R&D, research and development. Because when all is said and done, if and when we discover a green energy that is cheaper and more effective than fossil fuels, your problem is solved. Everyone would switch in a heartbeat. Gone are the need for mandates and emissions goals that nobody ends up following in the end anyway. China would switch. India would switch. The single most effective long-term climate policy is investing in green research and development, not mandating the implementation of subpar green technology. But of course, it doesn't make for cataclysmic and apocalyptic rhetoric that the Marxist media can use to further the leftist revolution. And so the left rejects such a proposal, and they reject it, of course, from their cushy air-conditioned condos overlooking the beach. <laughs> so all of this is to say that there is certainly a solution to any environmental problems we may be facing, but obviously those solutions are not to be found in the meaningless mandates of a mind-numb president or a fledgling <laughs> CNN anchor. <laughs> Now, before you go, you will definitely want to check out my latest. I think Cal did that, didn't what? Newsom? What's that? Oh, everybody has to own an electric car by 2030 or something? Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, you just mandated a lot of people just to leave the state. Then. They're, they're getting uh, this uh, January 1st now coming up. Uh, you can't, you won't be able to uh, purchase any more uh, gas stoves, just electric stoves. Dude, that's so bad for the health. <laughs> what? Again, the EMF and the electric stove. Yeah, but just... the... You know, natural gas is probably one of the best cheap. thing you can have. Yeah, you know, I'm saying they don't want cheap. I think they, they they can control you better somehow. With the, well, with the electric. electric is unhealthy. Gas is healthy. Well, it's, it, well, in the past, it's been dirt cheap. Yeah. Electric was more expensive because you know you have to have all those hydroelectric plants to pump out the juice. Yeah. And if you don't have that, you have to. You know, gas up is naturally occurring. Yeah. Or uh, one of the nuclear power, that was a big deal for a while. So they mm. find out you have to sit on this stuff for 250 million years. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, electric's really unhealthy. We're, we're good as far as California as getting electricity because we have, what, 290 days of sun? Uh, I don't know, solar. You know. You solar power's not bad. You got 290 days of darkness. <laughs> Of what? Darkness uh, in Alaska. Uh, cold or, darkness, yeah. Uh, what is it? It would be like 160 days of darkness. Well, what were you saying about the climate change in the service, in the sermon? Yeah, he was like, it's something to be concerned global about, warming saying. is not a, it's a real deal. And I was blown away. Like, he was really? Like, I thought you were the conservative here. Yeah, he was saying <laughs> global warming is a fact and people can't even argue it because it's going on. And I was just sitting there like, you gotta Sean, be joking me. <laughs> I used to love you, dude. <laughs> People change. <laughs> did he get Slip. the? Did he get the shot? I should have. <laughs> oh, Sean got the shot. I think shot. he did. I think and he did. He, well, he, he was saying, "Well, I'm gonna get the one that's a traditional vaccine from." That won't be out until next month. Well, he, if he, they were saying it was the Johnson Johnson one. It's like, no, they're no, all the same the, formulation. No, Nova. Uh, Vax. He, Nova Vax. He, yeah, he said he'd wait for the one that was a traditional vaccine. So. Well, they haven't come out with one that doesn't have the genetic modifiers in them. The Novavax is supposed to be uh, more traditional. It's not made the same way. Oh, yeah. It's the same 